Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, for today's Veterans Day program, I decided to go ahead and bring you a program that was made specifically for veterans by the Veterans Administration. It's the series, Here's to Veterans. Here's to Veterans would either star radio comedians and singers, or in the case of at least one of the episodes we're going to play today, Uh, you'll have uh, clips from an old-time radio show. So we're going to take a listen to this episode of Here's to Veterans. And there are a couple. uh, The first one is uh, with uh, Eve Arden. And then we'll go ahead and have one from Abbott and Costello. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Here's to Veterans, from Eve Arden with Bob Stanton, Frank Nelson, Hans Conried, Eddie Paul and the orchestra, yours truly, John Lang, and Eve Arden's guest for this veteran show, Vera Vague. Oh, Eve! Oh, Eve! Oh, Eve! That's me! Oh, Eve! Eve, but you're wonderful, you. Why, oh, you? Here's to Veterans, the fast-moving quarter-hour of entertainment and helpful information brought to you transcribed by the top-flight talent of radio in cooperation with the Veterans Administration, dedicated to the citizens who served in our armed forces, now working shoulder-to-shoulder with their fellow Americans to make a better and stronger America for us all. For six months, Eve Arden has been on the waiting list for a new apartment, but still no word. Today, we find her driving to the apartment house with her mind set on moving in or knowing the reason why. Let's see what she's thinking as she drives along. If that guy doesn't give me that apartment today, I'm going to do something desperate. Oh, well, I shouldn't let myself get so excited. I think I'll turn on the car radio and listen to that fellow Jack Smith. Maybe he'll relax me. He's the fellow who smiles while he sings. Oh, this is the station Jack Smith is on. Am I blue? <laughs> Am I blue? <laughs> Are these tears in my eyes telling you? <laughs> Gee, don't you just hate a sourpuss? That's our girl, Eve Arden. This is a very nice-looking place. Oh, that manager's just got to let me have an apartment. How do you do, madam? (laughs) Welcome to the Mosquito Apartment. Mosquito Apartment? Yes, we put the bite on everybody. (laughs) Now, look, I want some action around here. You've been promising me an apartment here for six months, and I intend to get it. Well, I realize that, but I don't know if you'd like the only one that's available now. You see, we... Pencils, uh... pencils, who'll buy a pencil? 
I'm a poor broke man without a penny left in the world. Pencil, pencil. Who was that? One of our tenants. He just paid a bonus on an apartment. Oh. <laughs> but if you've got your heart set, I can let you move in today. It's apartment 203. It's a very cozy little place for only $200 a month. $200? I knew you were going to say that. Believe me, I don't like to charge $200. How do you think I feel charging $200 for this place? I don't want to charge $200. Believe me when I say it. I don't want to charge $200. I don't want to charge $200. You don't? No, I'd like to charge $300. Oh, well, I don't know. $200 seems like an awful lot of money to pay for an apartment. Oh, but I'm certain you'll like it, Miss Harden. It's very cute, and it has a bathroom that's out of this world. Well, isn't that a little inconvenient? Yes, but it's the only apartment I have, and there's only one other itsy-bitsy thing. You're going to have to share it with another girl. Another girl? Yes, your new roommate is Vera Vane. Oh, now, wait a minute. You promised me that place six months ago. Why should I have to share it with Vera Vane? Well, she's on the radio with Bob Hope, and he's my favorite comedian. Besides, with a famous radio star like her living there, I'll be able to double the rents, triple the rents, quadruple the rents. I'll raise the rent so high that everybody will move out. Then I can charge the bonuses all over again. <laughs> Before we continue with our Here's to Veterans show and show you how Vera and I straighten out our housing problem, I'd like to tell you another story about housing. A veteran named Dan and a little brick bungalow. The bungalow is cute as a button. Price $10,000. Said Dan and his wife, it's a deal. Dan's bank was willing to lend him the money, but when the VA appraiser found the bungalow wasn't worth over $8,000, he said, sorry, no VA guarantee. Dan and his wife were madder than hornets. No VA guarantee meant no bungalow. For several weeks, Dan got high blood pressure whenever anyone mentioned the Veterans Administration. Then something pleasant happened. He found another bungalow. Price $7,000. This time, the VA okayed the deal. Dan saved $3,000. The day after he moved in, he went back to the VA and thanked them. Yes, Dan lost his temper, a little time, and a hasty real estate deal. But he found a house he liked at a reasonable price, thanks to the friendly help of the VA. Let's see, he said apartment 203. Boy, that makes me mad. Imagine having to share my apartment with Vera Vague. I'll get her out of there if it's the last thing I do. You must be my new roommate, Eve Arden. Yes, I am. Did you expect an older woman to come to the door? An older woman couldn't have made it to the door. <laughs> no offense, dear. Oh, Just a no. <laughs> yes, this could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Uh... Tell me, uh, how old are you, Miss Vague? Uh, I'm just 26. Now, speak right up, Miss Vague. Don't be shy. <laughs> Do you think I'm shy? Just about 10 years shy. <laughs> oh, bless your little heart. You know, I think it's just wonderful being able to share this apartment with you. Oh, you know, Vera, it isn't always easy for two women to room together. Oh, why, dear? Are you afraid we might mix up our cosmetics? Oh, no. I don't use Chemtone. <laughs> Tell me, dear, how many life insurance policies do you carry? Nine? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Vera, we've got to figure out how to share the space. Yes. Do you mind if I look in the closet? No, no, of course. Go right ahead. Help yourself. Well, you've got this closet all filled up. Where am I going to hang my clothes? I've seen your clothes, and hanging is too good for them. <laughs> oh, this is perfectly awful. Uh, Why do you want to come and live here in our village anyway? Oh, well, I want to tell you something confidential, Miss Arden. You see, you see here before you a new Vera Vague. I came to this little out-of-the-way spot to get away from men. From now on, I'm having nothing more to do with them. You giving up men? Yes. Goodness, I better be getting some of my things ready to move over here. I think I'll... Hi, Eve. I just came by to take a look at your new apartment. Oh, well, I'm glad you did, Bob. Oh, Bob Stanton, this is my new roommate, Vera Vay. Oh, well, hello. It's all dark, and I'm not doing anything tonight. <laughs> oh, Miss Vague, vous êtes complètement ravissant ce soir, et je veux vous presser dans mes bras, auprès de mon cœur. <laughs> Would you like to know what that means in English? Uh, no, I don't want to lose anything in translation. <laughs> the idea of you making a play for Bob? I thought you were the new Vera Vague. Uh, yes, well, I didn't want to trade the old one in while I still had some gas left in the tank. <laughs> I feel so young, I could play Ring Around the Rosie. Somebody grab her. It may be her last time around. <laughs> well, it's getting late. Bob, would you help me move some of my things over here? Sure, Eve. Glad to help you. I'll see you later then, Miss Vague. All right, Eric. You look. Oh, if I could just think of an idea to get her to leave town. Yeah, then you could have the apartment all to yourself. Come on, Bob, I'm going back to the store and try and figure out something. Too bad we can't take her someplace where there's lots of men. Lots of men. Say, that gives me an idea. Tomorrow's the day I do social work for the men over at the county jail. Now, why don't I take Miss Vague over there? I'll turn her loose among those 300 prisoners. But, Eve, I thought they did away with capital punishment. Well, when she sees all those men, she's bound to go back to the city. And they... I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, it's just part of our social work here in town, Vera. But here we are. Let's go in, shall we? Yes? I'm Eve Arden, social worker. Uh, I'm Vera Vague, social security. <laughs> oh, my goodness, look. The perfect criminal type. Look at that sloping forehead, those little pig eyes, those big baboon ears. My, you must have been here a long time. <laughs> yes, I have. I'm the warden. Oh, you'll have to excuse Miss Vague, Warden. She's new here. Do you mind if we just look around? Oh, go right ahead, Miss Arden. Thanks. You know, Vera, I've been here lots of times before. Uh-huh. You know, there's one man down the hall who's just hungry for the sight of a woman. Huh? Well, I'll go right down. I said he's hungry, not starving. Uh, how sad. Uh, who's the... Who's that fellow here coming down the hall? Oh, he's a prisoner from the West Indies. He's always singing Calypso songs. It's wonderful. Listen to him. The thing that bothers me most right now is that awful, terrible prison chow. The food they serve here is a horrible crime. The steaks taste like they all sorted time. <laughs> look! Look, Eve! Look what's, what's the matter? Oh, why, that song must have been a signal. 
Those men are starting a break. My goodness! A oh, they're coming break. after us! Now, wait a minute. You can't take this poor woman. Oh, Eve, when will you ever learn to mind your own business? <laughs> Forget about her, man. Come on, it's our big chance. Let's rock it out of here. Oh, isn't this wonderful? What do you mean, Vera, wonderful? Those 300 men are on the loose, and right now they're heading for the big city. Oh, yes, I know it, and that's just where I'm going. You can have your apartment. The old bag is back. Vera, what are you saying? Uh, well, let me put it this way. She's going to the big town right away. She changed her mind about men today. She'll keep those fellows there on the run. It tires me out, but it's so much fun. A while ago, we told you fellas about a veteran who almost threw away $3,000 because of his over-eagerness to buy a house. Well, here are some valuable housing tips from your Veterans Administration. Is this dream house you want to buy handy to transportation, schools, churches, and shopping centers? If not, you may run a neat transportation bill. Is the land properly graded? If not, you may have a flooded cellar after the first heavy rain. What about sewers? If they haven't been built, you may get stuck with assessment costs later on. More important is the price. Make sure it's not going to be a back-breaking burden. Check your costs. If they're in line, fine. If they're too high, better wait. That way you'll be using your GI loan the way Congress intended, as a real benefit to you, not as a drawback, as a help towards solvent, well-adjusted, home-owning citizenship. And remember, the VA does not lend you the money. All it can do is to guarantee part of the money you get from a bank or other lender. That's the Here's to Veterans tribute from Eve Arden with Bob Stanton, Frank Nelson, Hans Conried, Eddie Paul and the orchestra, Eve's guest for the show, Vera Vague, and yours truly, John Lang, who, with our sponsor and the American Federation of Musicians, the American Federation of Radio Artists, the Advertising Council, and this station have donated their services and time to the Veterans Administration as a public service. Tune in again for another star-studded Here's to Veterans show. And veterans, for advice and help with your insurance, education, loans, medical care, and other benefits, write or visit your nearest Veterans Administration office. Remember, a well-adjusted veteran means a happier and more prosperous America. And now a word from your local announcer.
KPFK in Los Angeles, and now here's to veterans, starring Mud Abbott and Lou Costello. Here's the veteran, starring Bud Abbott and Luke Costello. Here's the veteran, the fast-moving quarter hour of entertainment and helpful information brought to you transcribed by the top-flight talent of radio in cooperation with the Veterans Administration, dedicated to the citizens who served in our armed forces, now working shoulder-to-shoulder with their fellow Americans to make a stronger and better America for us all. Before I introduce our stars, I'd like to take a moment to tell all you veterans about one of your buddies. It's about a woman veteran, a nice girl bent on making a go of her peacetime job. She had trouble getting started in the right job. So, after several attempts, decided to go to the Veterans Administration for help. VA vocational advisors reviewed her education, her experience, and so forth, and gave tests to find out her aptitudes and interests. Then they advised a course in a business college. She took their counsel. And today, our veteran is happy in making an excellent grade. When she graduates, a job will be waiting for her in an export firm. Now, the moral of this story is simply this. You veterans training for future careers may prefer to do it all by yourselves. But if you want friendly assistance and expert advice, the VA is always ready to give it to you. It's always ready to help you make the most of your educational benefits. And now, here they are, the stars of our show... Bud Abbott and Luke Costello. Oh, isn't it wonderful to be back in California, Lou? Uh, oh, Abbott, it's nice to be back in California. Yes. Boys, did I have fun coming in on a plane? I told jokes and all the passengers rolled on the floor. Were your jokes that funny? No, I listened to all their safety belts. Uh-huh. <laughs> What about that beautiful blonde, you know, the one you met in New York? Are you uh, going to write to her? It's no use, Abbott. I couldn't get the first base for her. Why not? Her husband was on second. I oh, you idiot. <laughs> I, you idiot, I, I don't know what woman would see in you anyway. Oh, I guess I'm just irresistible. Well, even tonight, coming down here on the bus, the lady conductor punched out, I love you on my transfer. Oh. <laughs> I tell her you'll never be happy. Like my wife, Betty, and I. Oh, yeah. Did you see her tonight? Oh, Betty. Oh, didn't she look beautiful, Lou? Yeah, she was wearing her new makeup. Yeah. Dutch Crimson, number four. Yes. <laughs> Never mind that. Did my brother Norman meet you at the airport? Yes, and right away he dragged me into a joint to celebrate. Abbott, Norman had one bottle of beer and passed out cold. My brother Norman passed out from drinking one bottle of beer. He didn't drink it. I hit him over the head with... Uh, uh, <laughs> idiot. You know, he popped his hair in the middle now? Yes, all right, wait a minute, just a minute. Didn't I see you and your brother Pat down at San Pedro this morning? What were uh-huh. you doing there? Well, Pat was trying to buy one of them new Navy surplus boats. Well, what do you and your brother Pat want with a boat? You know nothing about boats. Oh, is that so, Abbott? I joined the Navy when I was four years old. Uh, how did you do that? I lied about my age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who did you sail with? Who did I sail with? Yes. I was on a ship with Captain Epson. I I never heard of Captain Epson. He's an old salt. They... <laughs> Rob, did you ha- did you have any dangerous experiences in the Navy? Well, one time a schooner capsized on me. And what did you do? What could I do? I wiped off the bar and ordered another one. Oh, that's a... <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe you've ever been to sea. You know absolutely nothing about the sea. Abbott, it so happens tonight that my bedtime story is going to be all about the sea. It's the story of Moby Dick. I tell the story all by myself, Abbott, and I don't need any help from you. 
So why don't you call up the automobile club and show them what a real wreck looks like? Oh, all right, now, look. Go ahead and tell your story. Now, Moby Dick was a great big whale. Yeah, and Moby uh, Dick, no, as I said before, uh, he was a big whale. A mammal. A whale, whale, whale is a mammal. You're interrupting a little earlier. I said uh, a whale is a mammal. Yes, he was a mammal. Yeah. He was not a mammal, yeah. Rabbit. How could he be a mammal? His name was Dick. He was a puffle. And he had seven fiddles. I'll try to find the color All right, go ahead. You're getting me a little burnt up already. Take it easy. Don't get excited now. I'm not getting excited. All right, you look it. Oh, do I? Now, Moby Dick was a great big whale, and he lived in the ocean. He loved to swim. When the water came up, he swam in. When the water went down, he swam out. Yeah, he swam with the tide. Yes. He, 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 he. Could I have that again? I, he swam with the tide. Tide. Oh, he didn't wear any tides. He was so big, he couldn't get a pair of tides to fit him, Now I gotta be nice again. All right, go ahead. Now, nobody could catch Moby Dick. When do we laugh at this when thing? They're laughing before they're supposed to. All right. Don't laugh now. All right, all right, all right. take it easy. Now, when anybody come after come after Moby Dick, he'd spray water at them through his nose. Not, not nose, spout. Spout. Yes, he he spout. Yeah. Spout time. You keep your big mouth shut. However, <laughs> let me finish the story. Go ahead. I'm waiting for the finish. Now, now one day Moby Dick was swimming along and he passed a shark that was stuck up a skew. What kind of shark? Now, who said that? I did. That's in case you ask. I'm not in. <laughs> This is a pool shark. Now, get out of here before I bank your head in the side pocket. Now, take it easy. Now, Moby Dick was hungry. He was very hungry for a big whale, so he grabbed a great big clam. Abalone. Huh? Abalone. What's he Abalone, abalone. Ah, uh, but this is no baloney. This is a true story. No, you, said, you said anything about baloney. Who said it? Who did? You, you, you did. I didn't say anything. What did you say? I said abalone. There you go. You said it again. No, no, you dummy. I said the whale was eating abalone. Where would the whale get baloney in the ocean? No, no. He was eating a great big clam. Abalone is a clam. How do you like that? They're making baloney out of clam. No, no, no. Baloney out of clam is the kind of clam I'm talking about is abalone. A clam is abalone? That's right. One of us is nuts. Abbott, why don't you blow me up? Let me tell my and finish my story. You mean clam. Uh, Didn't you just tell me that clam is abalone? That's right. Well, if you don't shut your clam, I'll hit you over the head with a blow. All right, now, don't get it. <laughs> now, Moby Dick was a friendly whale. He liked to play with the fish. Especially uh, the itty-bitty little fishy. Guppies? Sure. He, 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 he. What was that? Uh, guppies, guppies. Have you never heard of guppies? Oh, I listen to guppies all the time. Guppies Tavern. <laughs> Moby Dick was swimming along. One day he saw a swordfish fighting with a mackerel. The swordfish stabbed the mackerel, then he stabbed him again, then he stabbed him again, then he stabbed him again. Poor little mackerel. Then he stabbed him again. Poor little mackerel must have been full of holes. Yeah, he was a holy mackerel. Hello. Will you stop laughing now? Well, when do we laugh at it? I'm not even finished with the story. Then the swordfish saw Moby Dick, Moby Dick, and he lunged at and he lunched at him. And, and Moby Dick lunched at the swordfish, and what the swordfish happened? lunched at Moby Dick. Well, what happened? They had lunch together. Uh, <laughs> and, and then Moby Dick paid the check. He was a very wealthy whale, Abbott. He owned stores all over the country. Ah, oh, now, look, don't get silly. What kind of stores got a whale? Uh, Abbott, ain't you ever heard of the whale and drug stores? Well, all right, go ahead. Now, Moby Dick didn't feel so good, so he went to see the doctor fish. Doctor fish? Yeah, he was a famous surgeon. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he was too. He was right, a well, great fish surgeon. <laughs> now, when he got to the surgeon's office, there was a walrus there having a fruit pole. Not too tusk. Huh? Uh, tusk, tusk. Oh, yes. Well, tusk, tusk to you and a couple of poops. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, the surgeon's office was a big fish with band-aids stuck on both sides of his jaw. What was the matter with him? He was plastered to the gill. Oh. <laughs> Why didn't he come to the surgeon's office? Well, he just stopped in for the halibut. For the halibut. All right, go ahead. <laughs> A quartet of fish came in and started singing. Now, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. A quartet of fish? Oh, what a quartet of it. First tuna, second tuna, barracuda, and bass. <laughs> they sang for scale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were always good for a fin of peace. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly a voice hollered, Eyes, we gusted, brother crawfish. Let's all go home. Who was that? That was a kingfish. A king? Now, <laughs> on the way home, 
Well, Toby Dixie passed a school of fish. Well, what kind of fish? How do I know what kind of fish? Well, were they weak fish? What do I know about their physical condition? I, all right. Well, I know that a couple of them were Gershwin fish. Uh, Gershwin fish? Yeah, Porgy and Bess. Uh, <laughs> now, just a minute. Porgy and Bess had nothing to do with this. Oh, they did too. Oh, no. Some of our best tourists come from Porgy and Bess. I got plenty of them. Oh, this is great. Ridiculous. What happened to the Moby Dick? Now, now, very, now we're getting near the end. That's it. Come on. Very sad ending. Abbott. All right, let's hear it. One day he swam away and nobody ever saw the big whale again. He swam away. Abbott, you're supposed to say Costello. I'll tell you where he went. And no, I said, I, I want to know where Okay, now. Go ahead. I'll tell you that. That's okay. naturally what I I started the story and I'm going to finish it. Whales are just like elephants, Abbott. They have a graveyard where they go to die. No matter where a whale lives, he goes to the whale's graveyard to die. Whales swim thousands of miles. From the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean, from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. Against currents, over reefs, through storms, hurricanes, typhoons, and monsoons. They swim and they swim until they get to the whale graveyard. And when they get there, rabbit, they die. They die? Yeah, it's the trick that kills them. <laughs> We all like to have a good laugh at most anything, but there are some things too serious to kid about. One of them is the welfare and future security of a man's wife and family. To ensure future security, it's wise for everybody to figure out some sensible plan. And you veterans can't afford to make your plans without taking a good, close look at your National Service life insurance. GI insurance is cheap. It's safe. It fits the average veteran's peacetime insurance needs to a T. So if you have GI insurance now, hang on to it. If you have dropped it, your Veterans Administration wants you to know this. It's not too late to get it back. This is what the VA advises you to do. Get all the facts about your GI insurance. Go to the nearest VA office for information. Or, if you prefer, see your Red Cross, the veterans organizations, or life insurance men cooperating with the VA. Then make up your mind. And now back to Bud Abbott and Luke Costello as they set sail for a fishing trip. Stella, I weighed the anchor and we're ready to cast off. Get up on the bridge there and act as first mate. Aye, aye, sir. Okay. Okay. Pull anchor. Pull anchor. Pull your mitten. Pull your mitten. Loop your poop deck. Loop your poop deck. <laughs> <laughs> Bend down the hatches. Turn up the rigging. Reef in the mainsail. Put a little spinsail. Pause the starboard. Man the thrust. I should never come on this fishing trip with you. There's a dangerous reef out there. There's a storm coming up. Now man the wheel and get us through those reefs. Aye, aye, sir. What a terrible storm. This is my chance to be a hero. Can I get my ship and my crew safely through these habits, seas? Can I navigate the swirling waters of the jagged reef? Can I bring my ship and up through the treacherous cove? Evidently 
Experience the veterans tribute from Bud Abbott and Luke Costello with Kenny Ennis and his orchestra. Who with their sponsors and the American Federation of Musicians, the American Federation of Radio Artists, the Advertising Council, and this station have donated their services and time to the Veterans Administration as a public service. Tune in again for another star-studded Here's the Veterans Show. And veterans, for advice and help on your insurance, education, loans, medical care, and other benefits, write or visit your nearest Veterans Administration office. Remember, a well-adjusted veteran means a happier and more prosperous America. This is Michael Roy speaking. Now a word from your local announcer. This is KPFK in Los Angeles. And that was just a veteran starring Bud Abbott and Luke Costello. Welcome back. A couple of fun uh, comedy programs. Uh, I think the Abbott and Costello one, it definitely sounds like it's a couple of sketches from their program. The Eve Arden one, I'm not aware of an Eve Arden show prior to Armist Brooks, so this does seem like it may have been an original sketch for Here's to Veterans. Uh, and Here's to Veterans would continue for many years. In fact, it would become essentially more or less a musical program as time went on and radio drama and comedy fell out of favor. Uh, there are many uh, artists who performed on there, including Pat Boone, Bobby Hackett, and so many others. Well, that's all for now. We'll be back around Thanksgiving with uh, our uh, next uh, episode of The Amazing World of Radio. In the meantime, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.